Hello, thanks for coming to the A to Z podcast, happy hour edition. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott, on most of your favorite social media platforms. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts to Blue Wire, shouts to American Fireworks. They're open in Hudson. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Longtime uh, Browns fans, Cleveland sports fans, longtime A to Z supporters, support them. Go to AmericanFireworks.com. Tell them A to Z sent you. This is our happy hour edition. And who? everybody needs a happy hour this yeah. week, man. Good I mean, I got a drink in my hand. I don't even like it, but it tastes damn good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting, but I'm getting ready to go buck wild with the drinks as well. Happy Friday to everybody. Happy happy hour. Um, shit, there's so many different ways and places to go. I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. Um, I'll let you, because it's happy hour and we only have so much time. You cover the Cleveland Browns as your number one job. Uh, off the off the field, you and I have had a lot of different news thrown at us on different things this week. Uh, we'll get to picking games, but I'm gonna be honest. Um, I've heard so much from Joe Sixpack about the Odell Beckham Jr. and the Brown situation. And when I say Joe Sixpack, there's so many opinions out there currently of people that have no idea what truly has transpired over the last week, week and a half. Um, I'll let you say your piece. I'll say my piece, and then I'd rather just talk about Aaron Rodgers, the Browns, and the Bengals, uh, and whatever else you want to throw out there in those beautiful Kent State uniforms I saw a couple of days ago. <laughs> but let me say this quickly. Um, I think that whatever happened, it never was the perfect match between Odell Beckham Jr. and sure. the Cleveland Browns. And I think we said it tonight. I tweeted this out a couple of days ago just because – Somebody else had kind of hit me up and reminded me of the conversation we had the night or afternoon that it happened and fireworks went off and everybody lost their mind. And I'm not patting myself on the back or I'm just going off the conversation you and I had. And I remember saying, well, we'll see how it works. I go, I know it'll be great on the video games on Madden, but we'll see because we didn't know what the offense was going to be. Um, Think about who the coaching staff was at the time. I don't completely blame the GM at the time for doing it because the Browns have always had a lackluster roster and we're always looking for talent. Um, But I think at the end of the day, my old favorite saying, it just wasn't a match. And that doesn't mean that Odell Beckham Jr. is a bad person because I don't think he is when I gather all the information that I've gathered and not from idiots that just live in a house and read a couple things and think they know everything. It didn't work. His, his, style of play or his style of running routes doesn't match um where Beck where where this offense throws the ball deep to intermediate passes that just that's not where Baker Mayfield is is accurate for whatever reason um in some ways I feel bad this is a lesson for Andrew Barry in my opinion this is a lesson for Kevin Stefanski uh but really to me more for 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 Barry and the guys up top of understanding uh how to put talent together and how to match up talent it's not as easy as we think uh especially because everybody has their own madden team everybody thinks you just throw something together and it'll work um the only unfortunate thing for me i think people like and i don't want to speak for you but i'm speaking you and i can speak for each other because we can we can change each other's thoughts i think we all kind of knew it didn't work i just wish they would have probably stepped away from it and bit the bullet maybe six months ago rather well they wish that now too Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair. You know, look, look, there's a lot of blame to go around and some of it is the guy is not the phenom that he was five years ago, but he can still help this offense, especially as the offense goes through the struggles, right? Like there was failures by Kevin Stefanski and by Baker Mayfield, obviously. Oh, no. Right. Um, when you talk about going all the way back, I mean, that's a different regime in a different offense. 
And Mm -hmm. I I promise I'm not going to go out of my way to pick on Baker here. When the Browns made this trade, I mean, yes, they were laying their balls on the table to an extent, right? Because there was a huge buyer beware. But it was coming off the end of the rookie season where Baker looked like he was it, right? And it was like – In a different offense, as you said. And and what did he do that rookie year? He ripped it to Brashad Perriman. Right. And John Dorsey and his crew looked at looked and said, if Prashad Perriman can do that, then what are we getting into here? We've got right. Nick Chubb. We've got Jarvis Landry. We can do this. Um, you know, right now, though, to me, much of the blame, nah, not much, but a good chunk goes on Odell. Um, but why? Not, not, in, not in how it went, but in how he handled it. He just quit the team at midseason. Well, I don't – do you know that for 100%? Because quit is a very strong word. It is a very strong word. And I just stared at the so computer the screen word you all day. That's the word you want to stand by. I'm just asking. It, it is. It, and sure? I understand there's some, there's some debate. And I got to think it through. But, I mean, look, the Browns should have seen this coming. He had no trade value. They're kind of stuck. He's kind of stuck because you said it well. The offense didn't fit him. They clearly couldn't get him the ball. He's frustrated. But, Dre, like, the season's going on, and across the NFL, there's disgruntled guys. And they went to yeah. practice today, and they're playing on Sunday. Yeah. yeah well, and I think, you know what, people, okay, let me say this. And I think I'm glad you – if that's how, if that's what the word you want to go with, I'll, I'll let you ride with that. Um, I think all of us – and I think this is what's hard for the common guy to get, because I won't call it quitting. Um, I call it dictating your own situation. And sometimes with how much money in you, you have in the bank, you can dictate your situation differently than others. There's some people that get job offers and can't say no to them because they absolutely need a job offer because that's, that's all they have. Sure. Um, I don't, I'm not saying I condone it. I'm not saying that I would go for it. But I'd also say this. Your NFL lifetime is a very small – got a small window, right? The windows – but it's, if you're lucky, you'll play four – if you're lucky, you'll play three years. If you're lucky, you'll get one and a half contracts because no one gets a full two contracts, right? Um. I'm not condoning quitting because I, and I'm not using that word, but I guess I would say if you're disgruntled and you end up in a situation that you feel like you can't win in, I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'm not okaying it, but I understand in this climate, in this world, how this world works and how the NFL yeah. works and how, and how agents work in the background and how, if you have enough money, you can do it. You're right. 95, 8 95% of the NFL of guys that feel the way Odell felt when he woke up on Monday can't do what Odell did this week. Here's what swung me to use the Q word, and we're not talking about the Q Aaron Rodgers word. We're talking about the, ooh, ooh. the quit word. Um, because this all was clearly orchestrated, Dre, this week, right? And I just think, you know, it came out, right, he, he made the trade requests in the summer. I believe that. I there there was no value. Um, and like I said, what I can hold the Browns to is, A, not just getting him more involved. And, and you know, it might be deeper than that, too, because – I agree. Um, th- There's, it's definitely deeper than that. Yeah, and, we, and, and we don't have time here, but I, I've heard from people who we both know and respect in different areas of sports, right? And they have said, yeah. they have said something to this effect. You know how the Browns aren't strong enough for this stage? It has nothing to do with X's and O's or, or who's on the weekly injury report. Right. It's because every team that's worth a darn has these moments and the guys sorted out themselves, the pitchers, the point guards, the line, the captain, right. They figured out a way to do it. And like the way we read it from what we know right now and three days ago and whatever Odell and his dad orchestrated this extra 
exit and the Browns let him quit. Um, that's that. And, and I get, and I guess I'll go back to that. If you know that you're dealing with a player in this situation, why not cut him before it gets to this circumstance? Yeah, and right. And, and of course, now that's you're what, that's why when you say twenty, you're right. Uh, uh, no, but the, I, well, not, but uh, yeah, but you just said something. And I'm not. And we're not putting down the Browns organization because a lot of this is new to them. But they're not. They're not shocked that this it's come to this either. It's not like they just woke up Monday morning or Tuesday no, morning. No, Andrew Berry said, oh, said that on the record today, and he wouldn't say anything. On <laughs> right. The record. But he said that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I, and I was like, well, if you knew this, you and, – and I like Andrew Barry, and I think that this is going to make him better in the long run. The problem that it runs into – because we always talk about the narrative outside the building, and the narrative outside the building really doesn't matter. Uh, but they got to make sure the, guy, the 53 guys that get on that bus or plane to go down to Cincinnati tomorrow, they got to be able to look in the eyes of these guys and trust what's going on. Because obviously, what you've heard from all the players and how some have reacted, this is a shocker to them. And I guess what we're saying is, and 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 look, the one thing that that has given both of us confidence about the Browns has nothing to do with what you see on Sunday. We've been impressed that they've been adult-like in how they've handled so many things off the field, that they finally were running like a normal organization. Look, every organization, every job, every place has bumps in the road. I think this is a bump in the road, and I guarantee if, if we had a truth serum with Andrew Barry tonight after happy hour, I'm pretty sure he would say, yeah, I would have handled this way differently, and we just would have started the season without Odell and let Odell go on his way. Right. I understand, and, and that's hard. I mean, it's hard to say that. It's hard to admit and walk away from it, but the great organizations do it. We've seen Belichick do it in the season and walk away from one of his best players because things didn't match. That didn't mean that, that safety was a bad person because he went on to have a decent career. But it didn't match. And when you see things don't match in your organization, I think the Browns learned a valuable lesson today. Sometimes it's better to break it away early than try to push it too long. No, that's right. And, and, and listen, I, I think you and I share this opinion, and I think most of the people listening share this opinion. We still trust Barry and Stefanski, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not just based upon um, – past regimes that's like they seem smart they seem unified they seem to know we we've also said this is a lot in a short amount of time right this is not easy um and they have not done they've not not only not dealt with anything like this but they have not done anything crazy guys right they have extended miles garrett and they have extended nick chubb they signed the best tackle they signed who thought they were the best tight end they signed who thought they thought was the best safety right like they were given resources and given opportunities and they've done that. Um, I know they haven't slept. I know they did what was right and, and was probably left with their their only thing here. Um, I think it's fair what you say to think that they will learn from this. Sure. And, and I think the Browns are in good hands. We will see. As far as the other point about where the locker room is right now, um, what guys really think. Guys like Dodell. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, yep. some of the guys who know how shit works and how violent and volatile this is know that you do, don't just get rid of good players and expect to get right. better. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, that being said, the, as for as poorly as they've played, the season is still in front of them and we will see, um, we can't make those judgments on how they handle it. Who's divided what they think. Right. Based we won't know if quotes, we won't know. Yeah. And we won't we'll know see at four the next few Sundays. Yeah. Thank you. We won't know it. I've heard people say, well, we're going to find out Sunday. Four. No, that's the step. There's a lot more that have to go through because as Kevin Stefanski goes about this, he has to, he has to look at one o'clock Sunday as the only thing. 
the real conversations about everything that's happened aren't going to happen until Monday or Tuesday next week. When I'm talking about Kevin Stefanski talking to his actually his guys individually, whether it's a big team meeting, like you'll have a meeting today or tomorrow before they leave on the plane, but it'll basically be like, Hey, you know, we did the best we could for, for Odell. Odell wanted to do what the best was him. We're going to move on and go to Cincinnati and play. But I think there needs to be some in-depth conversations. And I said this last night um, on the red zone, there has to be, and I still go back to what we said earlier this week. Um, no matter what Odell's dad did, no matter what Baker's wife has done, what, what uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones' parents or family have done, I think they need to have an understanding and they need to stand at the front of the room and say, if we're going to be a real team and if we're really going to try to achieve and win, we've got to grow up as men and we got to shut down some of the outside shit that's Absolutely. been going on. No, you're right. The, the divisiveness or the potential divisiveness is not team OBJ or not OBJ. Team social right. media or not social media, right? Like right. everybody watches how the quarterback has played. Yes. Everybody watches how the coaches have handled this. There are players in that locker room that feel one way or the other about Joe Woods, about yep. Mike Prefer, about Kevin Stefanski, right? Mm-hmm. Last year was kumbaya. It was the kumbaya <laughs> of all time. Now it's not. It's simple as that. All right, Joe, a couple minutes here. Here's all right, let me do. say one more thing. I'm going to okay. say one more thing, and I'll be quick. If you don't have all the information, stop talking shit about people. It's frustrating that a really good player didn't work with your favorite team. You don't have to call. I, I don't understand calling people names and, and, and things that are said when you've never had a conversation with a person. And I know it's the American way now, but it's a shitty way. And most of you are way better than that. It well, didn't work. That, that's and I would debatable, love, too. Well, wait, what's debatable? Which part is debatable? <laughs> We're better than that. Yeah. Unfortunately, but that's unfortunate. We are. I would love to go to all these people's jobs and do the same thing. Every one of you guys have worked at a place where you worked with somebody that was shitty and, and may have been good at his job, may have been bad at his job. I've been one of those people. I've been Odell. I've been, I've been Odell some places. I had a meeting. Yet. Oh, there's one day when I will open up about the meeting I had yesterday, but I can't because the person that was the boss was actually listening to this podcast, but God, it was glorious. <laughs> All right. So usually yeah, on the happy same. hour, we do predictions. Uh, what happened yes. today because of schedules is uh, this is frankly, we had 20 minutes and that's it. I, I have to go. So we will get on Twitter on Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. We'll do our I got, I got, I got a schedule right up in front of me. I haven't looked at games, but yeah, I, can no, I, I honestly, Dre, I got to get this uploaded. I'm out the door. Like I'm already five minutes behind the, okay. the he, scheduling look, he, of the interviews just was not conducive to this. Today. Look what so. happens when Z's got a girl, but we wanted no, to do he ain't got no balls. No more. <laughs> he, she <laughs> said, wrapped his shit. Up. And next time, time you hear from me, I'll have a new partner here on the Z to <laughs> someone else. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the L to Z. <laughs> uh, Cowboys 10-point favorites over the Broncos. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. You already knew that, though. And, uh, we appreciate you guys. We, we will, Have a good uh, weekend. It's going to be interesting. We'll talk to you soon.